Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Jen. And today we have a very special guest. We want to introduce you to um, Alex. We're going to be chatting with her today. She is a color expert or color analysis expert and personal stylist. Mm, can't wait. Can't wait. Um, we are going to dive in. We're going to get to know Alex, her process in color analysis, styling, all the services that she offers. So we will see you at the table. Hi, Alex. Hi, Welcome. Alex. Hi. Welcome. Hi, Jenna Daniela. Hi. Uh, Alex so is really excited, excited to be to here. <laughs> I'm the most excited. <laughs> and we are excited to have her. That is for sure. Um, and you guys, this episode's gonna be really fun. It's a totally different direction. It is not really reseller related, but we're gonna play into the reselling aspect. We're gonna play into the thrift store. We're gonna play into sustainability. That's definitely be a part of the conversation. Um, but yeah, we're excited to have this combo because Jen and I personally love color analysis and everything that it that it comes with. Um, so we're do. I'm such a nerd. Do you remember? Do you both? I don't know if remember. When HGTV used to be about HGTV yes. and about like design and all that kind of stuff. Like that was my first exposure to like design and, and just actually thinking about how things go together. Mm-hmm. There used to be this show there. I forget the name, but it was like about like this woman showing about a color wheel and talking about the color wheel and about oh. how they, these are warm colors. And these are cool colors. And in order to have a room, you should have a warm color, go with a cool color. And, all that. and I just remember being like, soaking it all in like wow like oh my gosh like I found all that so amazing because it is there's like a science behind all of this right there is know that it like applies to a person and it's the color theory for people and what we wear is so different from the color theory of interior design because in interior design your eye is meant to bounce around a room but when you dress a bunch of different color palettes on one person sometimes it can be like yowza but like we said I don't think that's something that we really have thought about right so it is interesting like we said that we're gonna talk about this because like I also remember my other experience with color is going onto like covergirl.com's website and like finding out if I was a winter you know or something like (laughs) oh yes we love an online quiz we love um a magazine quiz self-diagnosis oh yeah so millennial of us I know. <laughs> it's like, take this BuzzFeed quiz to find out if you're a true winter. Yes. Oh, yes, 100%. And then you get the you analysis know. and you're like, great, what do I do with this? Right. Now what? <laughs> right. Alex comes in. <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, yeah, the, the cool thing. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say the first thing that I learned like the first historical piece about color analysis that I learned was that this actually started when um, films became color, when they stopped being black and white and directors and people that were working on set noticed that like their leading ladies would look great in their makeup and hair and dress certain days. And then other days it was like, wait, what happened? We have the same makeup artist. We did their hair the same way. Like, why isn't it reading on camera mm-hmm. the same way? And they fig- they started figuring out that people, you know, have certain colors that really harmonize with their skin. And then ones that just, you know, they're not doing the things that we want them to. Right. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Well, before we get into color analysis, because we have a lot to talk about there. We 
yeah, meaning we'll Alex, not me. <laughs> Alex has a lot to say. Um, we want to learn more about you. So can you tell us a bit about who you are, where you're from, your backstory, and then like how you got into what you're doing now? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a very untraditional path into personal styling. I think a lot of people, the first question I get asked is, oh, did you go to school for fashion merchandising? Did you uh-huh. go to school for design? And I'm like, no, I uh, I started out in engineering <laughs> my freshman year <laughs> and ended up graduating from Penn State with a degree in supply chain. I was fully on the track to do something technical in the business world. That was you know, kind of how I was raised. It was like, you're good at science and math, use that technical background, get yourself a good job, Mm -hmm. have a nice life. And Mm -hmm. I think as soon as I got into the corporate world, I was like, Ooh, yeah, I think I've got a little too much pizzazz for the corporate lifestyle. (laughs) And, um, I also have a very big performing background. I've danced and done theater since I was young and, you know, I think it it just hit me the one day that I was like, I don't really know if this is for me. And divine intervention came in. I didn't even know it at the time. But um, my mom and I were having this conversation about how great she looks in coral. And like, she always gets compliments in coral. And she's like, well, I'm a spring. So duh. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I, what? What does that mean? Are you, your birthday is in September. I don't think you. Yeah, you're not a spring. Means, right. You're not a spring mom. If anything, you're like, it's Virgo season. So that's in the fall. Um, no, but anyway, she was like, no, there's a process out there called color analysis. And I, and it tells you the shades of all the colors in the world that work the best for your skin. And I was like, wait, that's a real thing. Like, why isn't, why doesn't everybody know their colors? Like, I want to know mine. She said, why don't you look it up and see if anyone in the area still does it? And I'm from Pittsburgh. And, um, and I ended up looking it up online and I found a woman, her name's Julie in the Pittsburgh area and she did color analysis. So I called, I booked an appointment for my sister, my mom and I, And I didn't know at the time, I thought this was going to be this cute little experiment, like girls day that we did and maybe shopping would be slightly easier. And then it turned into, hi, I'm a stylist now. Like it was one of those moments that like so many light bulbs were going off in my head at once. I was like, this makes so much sense. Like I, I feel like I kind of saw myself for the first time Mm. and you know, I came from a mom who was always very like stylish, very fashion forward. And I'm like, Psh, I don't need style help. Like I got my mom, I got this down. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally saw myself in my colors, I was like, wow, I've been wearing black way too much. This does nothing for me. <laughs> I've been dyeing my hair red for years, which also does absolutely nothing for me. And, um, I don't know. I really fell in love with color analysis and it wasn't until a coworker of mine and my mom, I think in like within a day of each other, they were both like, I feel like you would be a great consultant. Like you're already preaching about this to literally anybody Uh and everybody who will listen. And some people who won't listen, you're still (laughs) yapping on about it. Um, I just fell in love with the process and I feel like I saw it so clearly And then I learned that there was also a style element to this too, a personal style element. And my curiosity was piqued and I kind of saw this window opening 
out of the corporate world and into something that I could start as a side hustle and like maybe one day I could do it full time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up, you know, going forward and finding the training that I wanted to do. I trained for a week for color analysis. I trained for another week for style. I had my style analyzed and, um, yeah, the rest is kind of history from there. I, I started with a franchise. That's how I trained. I ended up getting out of the franchise, worked with a local consignment shop that also had, um, a couple stylists attached to it. And from there, I really wanted to take my business and my clients further because I had seen what magic color analysis could bring to people's lives. Mm -hmm. I saw what magic style analysis could bring to people's lives, but I kind of felt like, you know, I was the Titanic and I would, I would show people their colors and their style. And then I'd be like, okay, time to run into the iceberg. I'm going to dip out now. Good luck in the Atlantic ocean while you're flailing. Mm -hmm, And the Atlantic ocean in this example is the world of fashion that we live in. That is completely overwhelming, super hard to navigate. Even with these tools, it's really tough. So I started adding on, you know, closet clarity sessions and cleanouts, wardrobe editing, personal shopping to really show people all of the stuff, all the pictures that I had in like inside of my brain that were just stuck for these other people. I knew exactly how I wanted to dress them. Mm-hmm. But now I offered services that were actually helping people put this new knowledge and these tools into practice. And that's for me when the real magic started. But yeah, went from a freshman your engineering student to full-time personal stylist. And (laughs) it's been crazy. It has been a wacky journey, but so much fun. I love that you found what your true passion is. Cause I think there's, and we hear that no matter where, who we talk to or what type of work that they do, it's like, once we talk about the point where they are now, and it's like that love and like their face changes, their face lights up when they start to talk about it. And yours does that exact same thing where it's like, yeah, great. I was going to school to be an engineer, but then I found this other thing. And like, that's my true passion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's fascinating. Like I think the world of personal stylists and the, and shopping for people and understanding all, I, th- I just think it's fascinating. Like I feel like I have an idea of what works for me. But like another part of me is like, I really need another human to help me out because I'm so biased to what I like and the trends that I see and what I see on mannequins, you know, like you become so biased in that way that having this third party there to be like, Hey, I get that you like that, but that doesn't really work for what you want. How about we try this? Like I personally won't do that for myself. Nobody does include like I have um, a dear friend of mine, Liz, we ended up styling together at the consignment store that we were working at. And I still to this day, there are some times when I'm like, all right, Liz, I'm in a huge style rut. Can you please help me? Because it's so much easier to be objective about somebody else's style than it is to be about your own. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really cool part of what I do. And probably my favorite part is that I've been gifted with the ability to see people like really objectively for their gifts, for their magic, for the parts that they're hiding in the shadows. And like Mm -hmm. being able to celebrate that through clothing is huge, especially Mm -hmm. in a world where, you know, women are told 8 million different things about their bodies and their personalities Mm -hmm. and what we should or shouldn't be. It's so cool to get to know that like you have your own brand 
that is specifically unique to you. Even though you might share elements with other people, like the way you do it is always going to be unique because you're the only version of you that there is out there, right? That, right. Um, and it's so easy. It's so much easier to be objective with a fresh set of eyes. Like I can't tell you how many times I, as a stylist, have been in a fitting room and I'm like, I do I like this? Do I not like this? Does this look good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna need to consult somebody yeah. right now. <laughs> right. I need right. a consultant right. now. Um, some people right. are listening right. and probably have no idea what color analysis even is or what that means or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. could you kind of break it down from the basics and talk about what is color analysis, and then we'll kind of go from there. I would love to break it down. Um, <laughs> yeah, the theater girl is going to come out. That's fine. She, she That's never fine. really left. <laughs> um, so color analysis is the process by which I find the best shades of almost every color in the world for your skin tone. So mm-hmm. we're all born with an eye color, with hair color, with skin color, with undertones. I'm sure a lot of people, especially in the makeup industry, love to throw around the word undertones. And there's like, they pretend like there's 50 different undertones to get you to buy a bunch of different products. There's not. (laughs) There are three undertones. There's warm, cool, and neutral. And um, basically color analysis helps you understand the way certain shades of color react with your skin Mm -hmm. tone. There's going to be harmony when you see certain shades of color around your skin, and there's going to be clashing. It's like when we hear music, there are two notes that clash. And even if you're not musically trained, you can hear it. Color analysis is almost the visual process of that. It's being able to see clashing and harmony, um, with what we're wearing. And that really applies. The cool thing about color analysis is it really gives you a palette, not just for clothing, but it's accessories. It's your hair color. It's the glasses you wear. It's the makeup you wear. It's everything you put on your person so that you're dressing in a a palette of colors that not only celebrates you and your skin, but it all harmonizes together. That's my favorite part of color analysis is people are like, really, you can put those colors together. And then when I show them in an outfit or visually, they're like, why does that work? I'm like, because they're all part of the same family. Mm -hmm. So there are four different seasons in the color analysis world. And they all, the the great part is I, I like to tell everybody they get their own rainbow. So color analysis is not meant to take away any actual colors from you. Everyone can wear red. Everyone can wear yellow. Everyone can wear green, blue, purple, neutrals. Everyone has almost every color in the rainbow. We're just targeting the specific, the specific shades of those colors that work for you. Yeah. So yeah. you might have you know, the colors that might work best for you might be warm and bright as opposed to cool and blended. Um, and to give you a very high level of color, color analysis theory, cool colors are more influenced by blue. Warm colors are more influenced by yellow. So if we go back to like elementary school, when we're learning about the primary colors, red, yellow, and blue, Yellow and blue influence every other color in the world to pick its temperature. Mm -hmm. Um, Red, that like primary red color within the red, yellow, blue family, I call true red. And that's actually the only universally flattering color in the world because it's neither warm nor cool. It just exists as that primary color. Mm -hmm. 
But there are so many other shades of red out there that, for example, if I picked a burgundy red or a berry colored red, a red that looked like it had more purple or pink to it, that's going to be a cooler red because if you think about mixing paint, if you added a little bit more blue, it's going to look more purple or pink depending on, you know, how much you've done and vice versa with yellow. Those reds are going to look orangier, right? Because we've Mm -hmm. added to them. So those are two of the differentiators between the seasons. And then the other one is bright colors versus blended colors. And bright colors are always going to look like the pure clean form of that color. Whereas blended is going to look like it's been mixed with gray or brown or something to kind of shade it a little bit. Makes sense. The four different seasons. So, so, oh, go ahead. ahead, Sorry. We're both very excited. (laughs) So (laughs) I know from the four look at that we're like okay so from the four different seasons like you're saying it's the typical like you said spring summer winter fall fall. winter yeah then yes yes okay so that makes sense and like we said I think I think we've talked about this too just like in our trend reports Danielle Mm -hmm. you know when we talk about like what's in season what's coming up and what are we seeing and when we talk about like the Pantone colors and we talk about all these different things that are like coming up that are looking like they're going to be a hot color in the season it's like that's also like you know all of that look Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and what do I even say other than hey (sighs) well that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Goes with what you're saying, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just like that's how the analysis is built and picked. And it's just because, like you said, it's on trend doesn't mean it necessarily is within your wheelhouse. But it is good to know that, like, that's the color analysis right there. And that's where you get like, and that's where a lot of these designers and everybody comes up with like, what are the colors going to look like? And we're seeing more and more, at least Danielle and I haven't seen more and more like off colors sometimes, you know, Mm. colors that maybe not necessarily traditionally a spring or something, you know, coming into play. Yeah. So it is kind of interesting to be able to really understand some of this color analysis too, even for your, for your business and reselling. And when you're seeing different types of colors and understanding it, understanding, oh, potentially, like we said, like in the fall, you know, you usually have these types of colors and these are the things you should be gravitating towards. So it's interesting, like all of this really does come into play because in the end, you know, like you said, it's, it's all fashion and we're all interested in fashion. It's stuff that we put it on, on our bodies, or it can even be, like you said, taking it a step further with like, um, accessories or makeup or even hair color, you know, just like all of this comes into play. And I think there is a lot of technical like a thought that goes into this, which makes sense with your engineering background. Like you, you do have that mindset, right? Where it's like, engineers are all about like, let me look at something, pull it all apart and see how it all works and then try and put it all back together kind of thing. So there's definitely a big science behind like what you're saying. So I think it's really fascinating. Yeah. Thank you. And it, I think what's helped me is like, even from a financial standpoint, knowing what I'm allowed to skip over. So like the last, I'm going to use the last couple of years as a great example. Mm -hmm. We have been living in blended land. Like it has been autumn everywhere, summer everywhere. Like all these muted, dusty, neutral colors have been ultra popular for the last, I would say probably since a year 
or two before the pandemic. And then we yeah. really leaned in because everyone was like, I want to be neutral and cozy and blah, blah. But now you're starting to kind of see a resurgence of the bright season. So my winters and springs out there are like, oh my God, finally we have color again. I don't have mm-hmm. to live in neutrals anymore. Um, and every season does have the neutrals to, you know, build that foundational um, layer of their closet, of their wardrobe. Mm-hmm. But right, right, right. it's so much fun to play with color. And I think what color analysis gives a lot of people permission to do is safely play with the colors that work for them. Because too often I've seen clients that we resort to black and gray because we think they're safe. Oh, yeah. But truly, mm-hmm. most shades of black and gray only work for one of the four seasons. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really interesting to to allow people to kind of open up their playground when it comes to getting dressed and really enjoying their clothing again. Because I think as we grow up, as we get into adulthood, we're told you should be a little bit more serious. You should have neutrals. You should have practical elements in your wardrobe. And mm-hmm. I'm like, if anyone looked at my closet, they'd be like a rainbow threw up in there. <laughs> and I love it. And it makes getting dressed so much more fun and enjoyable for me. And, you know, it's it's cool, I'm sure, for resellers to know too that, you know, you really can have a full range of color to be able to work with a lot of different people's skin tones. And mm-hmm. Not only that, but if you're really drawn to one color palette, you can really attract in that color palette of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's Absolutely. fascinating. That's I'm a so glad that you brought up. I, I'm so glad that you brought up all that yeah. stuff too about the neutrals, because yeah, I've been I've been really <laughs> tired myself too of of like the, just seeing everything just very muted for a really yeah. long time. Meanwhile, so, I love it. <laughs> right, and it that's the great thing is like style wise, it really does. Some people dress tonally a lot, a lot better and more successfully. And it says more about their person and their personality. Mm-hmm. And some people like myself, like the louder, the more contrast, the more I feel like myself. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there really is a beautiful yeah. balance. But what stinks is when something is so on trend for mm-hmm. like years and years and years. And you're like, all right, mm-hmm. variety is the spice of life. And there's not one kind of person out there in the world. There are hundreds. So let's add some variety. <laughs> Well, I think it's interesting that you say that because I think, and this is one of the questions that we have that I want to get to, Mm -hmm. but um, I know I'm not necessarily influenced by what I see on bloggers or any of that, but I definitely draw inspiration from what they have on because my eye tends to love the more neutral palettes. Like I love the the whites and the creams and the blushes and like the mauves. Like I love that, that like that speaks to my soul. When I see it on a hanger, I'm like, my eyes light up, but (laughs) exactly. But I love color and accessories. So I'd love having a fun shoe, a fun bag, a fun jacket, a scarf. Like that's where I like to pull in my color, which doesn't go with like the whole neutral thing because they're all like neutral head to toe. And I'm like, well, I like fun right. earrings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like a pop, I like a, a pop, pop of, of color. Yeah. Occasionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love, see, hot pink, like neon pink. I love that. I love neon pink. I love neon Oof. purples. Like that's mm-hmm. that speaks to me. But my closet is gray, black, white, tan mauve you know blush pink like that's my closet that that's mm-hmm. the majority of the items that I own that's what they fall in or we, we have blues we got some blues we got some purples um but generally that's just what speaks <laughs> to me you know and I think there's right? something to that and I'm curious your perspective on it we have social media which I think is good and bad right on so many different fronts 
Yeah. And it can be mm-hmm. difficult to understand um, what looks good on you, what's supposed to look good on you, but this looks good on this person. And this person's telling me I need to wear this. And this is a trending belt bag that everyone's wearing, but not everyone should be wearing a belt bag, but that's what uh, everyone else is wearing. Belt bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So <laughs> there's like all these different things, this constant content being pushed out on YouTube, on TikTok, on Instagram, it's everywhere. And what has been number one, what has been your experience in the clients that you service and seeing this and like, you know, they may come to you and say, Hey, I saw this online. This influencer is saying, this is the thing. And I really want to wear that. And, and you're like, mm, well, that's great, but we can find it in a better, whatever. Right. That's right. the first question that I have. So answer that one first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm going to have to keep track of the questions. No, no, no. Um, no, it's, it's a fantastic question. It's something I get caught up in occasionally too, but I think that's yeah. for me, that speaks more about the personal style element of things. And I going back, especially, um, high school, college, like right out of college, you're in that prime season of, Oh my God, Becky was wearing this belt bag and I freaking love that belt bag and I need to have that belt bag. And then when you get the belt bag and you don't feel like you look the same as your friend Becky, Mm -hmm. then you suddenly start tearing yourself down about it. So what personal style is super helpful with is navigating and being a little bit more discretionary with what those trends are. I can't tell you how many times I've skipped out on a trend because I'm like, Alex, you're going to get that home. You'll wear it once. You'll question everything you ever knew in life. (laughs) And then eventually you'll realize it didn't do anything for your personal style. It didn't align with who you were. You bought it because somebody else was wearing it and you liked the way it looked on them. Mm -hmm. So then it ends up being donated, right? It ends up in the closet purge pile that we all have and we're all constantly pruning. But understanding my personal style has helped me avoid that process so much and avoid those purchases that I can just as easily celebrate on a different client or I can look at it objectively on another person and celebrate them with that style element that works so well and appreciate it on them but not have to indulge in it myself. And it's only because I've delved in so deep to what my personal style is. And it's, you know, it's my job. So Mm -hmm. I see it all the time. And I think it's easier to be honest and a little bit more objective with what works with my body architecture, what really reflects my personality and the things that I'm reverting back to college, Alex, who was trying so desperately to fit in with everybody, you know, you wear the, (laughs) I don't know, I might be dating myself in reverse here where it's like it was the chevron top it was the oh tight God. black skinny jeans <laughs> and the like statement necklace and the sock bun like that was what yes. everybody yeah, was everyone. doing and I'm like With the belts we? the stretchy belt don't forget oh, the stretchy, the stretchy belt. Belt. <laughs> waist belt and the zebra print dress from like I can't the store's not even coming to my mind. It's like Deb or something. I mean, that was back middle school times. So yeah. Still, Delia's wet seal. I mean, we were yeah. all doing it. So mm-hmm. it's so much cooler now that as an adult, I'm I'm really delving in and I'm really I'm using it as kind of this explorative self-discovery is like mm-hmm. your personal style is such an expandable and flexible box. And it's meant to be because trends, fashion, it's changing and evolving all the time. And sometimes revolving because we see a resurgence of so many decades worth of fashion coming back into style Mm -hmm. years later, decades later. Um, 
but it really should be fun, but mm-hmm. there's a way to do it that doesn't kill your wallet and also doesn't make you question everything that you thought was true about yourself. You know, it's, it's nice. I love what you said, like use, use influencers, use bloggers, use other people's style as inspiration for your own, but don't use it to define your own because you're your own person. Agree. Yeah. And I think there's two, well, I, I know there's two styles that come to my brain and I'll share one and Jen, you can share, share another that we've seen come back um, mm-hmm. into style over the last few years that I think all of us have tried and either said, yes, this works for me and no, it doesn't. And the one for me that I tried that I have, they have nixed completely. And I am going back to my old ways is jeans. I tried the straight leg. I tried the mom jean. I tr- it doesn't uh-huh. work for my body. And I tried it because <laughs> yeah. the internet told me mm-hmm. to try it. And yeah. it doesn't work for me. I am a curvy girl with a short torso. Let me tell you, straight jeans do not work for my body. I need a slim cut jean or a skin. Like, it doesn't have to be skinny, but it needs to be a slim cut. Like and also, flares look to hug good on curves. me. Exactly. Yes, of course they do. A yep. flare looks great on me because of the way that it's shaped. So no, a straight leg looks mm-hmm. awful on me. And I sold all of them that I had. I listed them on Poshmark and they've all sold. And I will never, ever, ever buy a straight leg jean again because it just doesn't work <laughs> for my body. And But I had to buy it, wear it, and experience it for me to be like, mm, this just doesn't, there's just something about it that isn't me. It just doesn't look right on me. I don't feel comfortable. I hate how I look mm-hmm. when I wear it, but I still wear it because everyone else is wearing it. Like, what am I doing? You know? And, and, and that, that, that for me was like the biggest eye opener. And I was like, all right, immediately buying some skinny jeans again and buying mm-hmm. a slim like, well, jean. come back girl, come back to the closet. <laughs> Mama's got you. Exactly. <laughs> but it's and, such a great point that you were saying, Daniela, because it's like, we talk a lot here, you know, on Thrifterzilla about, like we said, like what you should be picking up in the thrift stores. Right. Yeah. And so much of it is trend concentrated, but we've also talked about how like, don't forget that there's a lot of customers out there and a lot of people who do know what their style is and are, are very specific as to, no, I still want to wear skinny jeans. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe the, the demand is not there as much anymore, but hey, it's a good time where you can, if you get it for like a decent price, you can sell it for, you know, less than what you were selling, but people are still buying mm-hmm. is, is what I'm trying to say is that people know what they like. And especially when you get comfortable and you're confident in that, people are like, no, I'm just going to stick with what I know. I will make iterations and changes, you know, as the trends go along to try to update this look a little bit, but like not, I'm not going to force myself to get into this trend, right? Just because this is what's in right now. Because like Danielle said, she's like, this doesn't work for my body. I tried it. It doesn't work. So it's like always being mindful of that, that like, you could be skipping out on a lot of different types of customers too, if you're going to just be so trend focused, you know? Um, so no, I think that's a really great one, Danielle, because we've talked a lot, a lot about just jeans and like the yeah. trends and the way that jeans are going. Is there that, one, Jen, that comes to your mind that you've tried recently and you're like, no? Um, You know, oh gosh, for me... I just, I right now, I am not a big fan of the flesh tone stuff that's been going on. Um, I, it really, really <laughs> bothers me a lot. Half the time I think a woman is naked from the bottom down when I see her pants and I'm just like, oh my God, 
and then I have to do a double take because um, I do see a lot of like I know Skims was super popular and really trendy and people were all wanting that flesh tone stuff and I remember buying myself one of those dresses and when I put it on my husband was like it looks like you're wearing your Spanx and he's like I was like oh you're right you know I didn't even think about that you know because for me with my skin tone like brown just does not work brown does not work for me you know and I've done like certain types of it just is too matchy matchy yeah and I just feel like very washed out right you know when I when I when I wear that so I have not color. been a fan <laughs> yeah I just haven't been a fan of like the dusty lighter color because it's just not that doesn't work for me in my skin tone and what I like I like things that are really going to bring out like the tones in my skin for, for me and yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and have some contrast because all like the, the, the dusty stuff, you know, like the dusty rose or like all those like really soft colors. I'm just like, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work for me. Like you said, so it just hasn't been something that I've been really interested in looking at. So that's why, you know, I like to, I do like to look for more bold jewel tones or something, you know, types of colors that I feel like really pop. Jewel tone is yeah, I Jen love jewel 100%. Tones. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Give me a burgundy. Give me a forest green. Give me like yep. a sapphire. Give me like all those, those ones. I'm like super happy about it. But yeah, that's kind of been my, my thing lately. I just really don't like the whole skin color, like fleshy stuff. I'm just like, oh, it's so boring. And half the time you look naked or you look like you're wearing your underwear. I don't know. <laughs> what about you, Alex? Is there something that you tried because it was trending over the last few years and you're like, mm, no, thanks. So I would say whenever I try trends, I try to keep them as much in the fitting room as possible until like my eyeballs are lighting up and I'm like, yes, this is the version of this trend that works for me. But something that I feel like I tried so much in my like early adulthood, uh, it was the, it's the oversized trend. I was just going to say that one. I'm five two. I've got hobbit legs. I've got a normal sized torso, but your girl looks like a box when I put <laughs> anything oversized on. I look like I'm wearing a bag and it totally shrinks me. I don't need help being shrunk. Like yeah. I said, I'm five yeah. two. I need all the length yeah. that I can get. And I think I was trying like the flat sandals, the flat boots, the oversized like oh, yeah. jackets and tops. And it was supposed to look super trendy. And I just looked I looked bigger than I was. I looked frumpy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is not the vibe for me. Also, I cannot wear flat shoes. Mm -hmm. I, I, I swear to God, I transform into like the dorkiest librarian you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> I don't know what happens, but like a slip on sneaker, a flat sandal, like give me platforms, give me heels or give me wedges. Mm -hmm. I will not wear anything else. And I finally gotten to that point. Oh, Actually, you know what I have officially given up on mm. and I'm like so happy. I've officially released, not given up on because I've tried it so many times. Yeah. Shorts oh. do not yeah. work for my body. Same. I end up going, I have very sharp straight shoulders and I look like I, I've actually tried this before. I can legitimately balance a teacup on my shoulders. That's how straight they are. Um <laughs> Cause I've heard that phrase and I'm like, that's not actually real. And then I did it and I was like, wow, that's actually really real. Okay. <laughs> um, but when I put shorts on, it mimics that really sharp straight line in my mm, shoulder. Mm -hmm. and I end up looking really boxy and I have a very, very glam feminine style. And when I put shorts on, I feel 
like just kind of masculine in them. Like yeah. that's the shape that my body's making and it shortens me up and it chops me off at a weird spot in my legs. And I just, I'm like, why am I living this life? Linen pants are a thing. And I love dresses and skirts yeah. more than I will ever love yeah. shorts. I love it. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Love Agreed. That. Do you find that people have a hard time understanding their own style because they base their decisions off of what the internet says? I think in part, yes. I think also in part, we get in such a comfort and kind of hiding place with our clothing. We use it kind of as this protective armor because so many of my clients have said the words out loud to me. I'm scared to be too loud. I'm scared to be seen. I'm scared that people will notice me. And I said, here's the thing though, when we're buying clothes that we feel like we're hiding in, we're still going to be seen by people. So it's Mm -hmm. our choice. It's our choice as to whether our clothing helps us settle into that feeling or helps us celebrate ourselves because we're going to be noticed no matter what. So for me personally, I'd rather be noticed because I'm looking fly (laughs) and I feel like myself and I feel sparkly and I feel happy. I'd rather people approach me with that energy than the energy of, oh my God, this person's coming over here. Why am I wearing this? I feel so stupid. I feel like I should just go back home. That's not the energy I want to live my life with, you know? I think that's, that's such a perfect segue to like kind of talking to our listeners here because so many of our listeners, right, they work from home. You know, and a lot of what I have heard, even within our community is I buy all these fabulous or find all these fabulous and amazing dresses and pieces and everything. And here I am sitting in sweatpants all day, you know? Yep. (laughs) So um, do you have clients that, that work from home? Like, do you, have you dealt with that where it's like people can be like they're, they could be in workout clothes, let's say all day, right? Because sure. workout clothes is the new lounge clothes, right? Yeah. At leisure, baby. <laughs> yes. At leisure. You see, yes. A lot of people, I think uh, a lot of our listeners are probably in athleisure wear even now as they're listening to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, what do you tell those types of clients who just like, you know what, I'm not going to be seen. Like, why do I, why does it even matter that I get a stylist or that I focus on this? Or, cause I, I, I hear that all the time. And I kind of think it is sad, you know, that when people say that they're like, I'm selling all these beautiful things and I have nowhere to go and I have no, nowhere to be or, or anything like that. But I, I just would love to hear like, yeah, your perspective on that. Cause I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. I even I, I always get dressed every single day and I work from home, you know, and, and I put on something cause it makes me feel good. You know, it makes me feel, um, I don't know. I, I like you said, probably seen more seen and, and more put together. And I do that same thing for my daughter. I always like tell her, we don't wear pajamas outside, yep. <laughs> you know, I'm like, we don't wear our pajamas outside. So I even change my two-year-old in an outfit, even if we're just going somewhere. Cause it's just like, I feel like I'm also setting the example for her. Like, cause I don't know about you guys. So one of my biggest pet peeves is when I see people out in their pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> it really, really bothers me. I mean, you're preaching to the choir. My style icon is Grace Kelly. Like as soon as I saw a rear window, I was like, yep, that's the vibe I want to approach every day with ball gowns. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I love this question. And I very recently talked with a client of mine about exactly this. She's working from home. She has got the like 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. She just has this like boss, commanding, powerful energy about her. Mm-hmm. And she was telling me, she's like, I legitimately feel like I'm in such a rut with my clothes. I'm working from home all day. I have quote, quote, nowhere to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not getting dressed for anybody. And my first thought is, well, aren't you getting dressed for yourself? Mm-hmm. Isn't that the first thing that we should be doing? Um And the second thing I said to her is your clothing is a motivation for where you want to take your life. So do you want to leave your day open for going out on a date um, after you're done working from home or taking your kids on a walk or going to see a movie or going to take yourself to a restaurant just because you need to get the F out of the house? Yeah. Do you want to leave your day open for those possibilities or do you want to close yourself off and kind of resort to, I'm going to stay home all day. There's nothing possible that could happen, but like the universe is trying to do so many things for us, but we have to get out of our own way sometimes and let, and clothing is such an easy motivation too. Like there are days that I feel like crap and I'm like, I'll just sit here without my bra with my... (laughs) PJ pants on and I won't move. And I end up feeling worse at the end of that day. And if I just put on something, even just having my makeup done for the day, even if I'm lounging at home, will make me feel better, will make me feel more productive and might actually motivate me to get out of the house, to go Mm -hmm. do something different, to go look for another job because I'm dressed the way I want to be dressed at work. Um, I mean, truly, it propelled me out of my corporate job, understanding my style, understanding that I have a sparkly personality. I don't want to be sitting behind a desk all day, and that's my choice to do that or not. But having clothing, you know, kind of drive that decision was actually really cool. But back to this client, what I was telling her, I'm like, you have this boss energy. You are managing people. And you just told me that you hate wearing sweatpants. Like this, this is the last woman you would ever picture in sweatpants. She is like power suit only. Mm-hmm. Pointy Same. high heels, power suit. Like that is her energy all day, every day. And she's amazing at her job. And I'm like, why are you sitting there mm-hmm. in a sweater with a collared shirt underneath it and sweatpants and shoes you don't like? Mm-hmm. She's right. like, well, it would be too dressy compared to what everybody else is wearing on my Zoom calls. And I was like, okay, since when are you the one stooping down to somebody else's benchmark? Why aren't you raising theirs up? Why aren't you sitting to your own standards and raising the bar for other people and hopefully inspiring the people that feel the exact same way about dressing that you do? Now you've just given them permission to show up the same way on Zoom. And maybe that made their day better because they got out of the house. They got to go out and do something. So, so much of our clothing is not actually about the clothing. It's so much more about our mental health, about our psychology. Like we are social creatures, Mm -hmm. right? We're meant to get out. We're meant to have community. We're meant to interact with other people. And even though 
You might be doing that over a Zoom call or you might not be leaving your house. Do it for yourself. Yeah. Either celebrate your life or settle. But like it's, this is what my sister tells her son all the time. You choose. Celebrate or settle. You choose. Like and we all know what the obvious answer is. I love that. Mm Mm-hmm. Great. We all know what the obvious answer is, but it's it's really hard to do that. So you have to start small. And I told that client, I said, you don't need to do it every day this week or every day this month. You don't need to make this lofty goal. Choose one day a week where you're going to get dressed up for work. Mm-hmm. You're just going to do it because it feels good, feels great, feels wonderful. Do it. See mm-hmm. what kind of change it makes in your day. And then move forward from there. Start with two days a week, then go to three days a week. Then you'll get to a point where you're actually excited to get dressed in the morning. You've told your brain, okay, I'm done sleeping now. I'm in work mode. I'm going to get some stuff done today. I'm going to inspire some people. I might go out and do something new today. Mm -hmm. You've just opened up your world to so much more possibilities when you like the way you feel, when you like the way you look. It's all connected. It's true. I think yeah. an example that comes to to my to my head as as you were talking was um, when you go and you buy that new outfit, you really love it. You tried it on, you feel amazing in it, and now it's time to actually put it on and like show the world that outfit that you had and how it motivates you to actually want to go out and do something. You're like, I have this new dress and it's really pretty, and I can't wait to go here and wear it and for people to see it. It it works the same even with workout clothes. When you buy workout clothes that fit your body real good, you want to work out. Mm -hmm. That's just how it works. Yeah, you're like, hell yeah, let's go to the gym. Let's show this puppy off. Exactly. I'm I'm going to show all all the men, (laughs) show all the neighborhood moms how good I look when I walk. Yeah, exactly. But it's true. You feel, even if it's a new pair of shoes, I don't care what it is, but when you truly love what it is that you have purchased for yourself, it energizes you to want to like put it on and show mm-hmm. it off. So mm-hmm. I know it's hard for our, some of our listeners too, because they're like, well, I just work in my basement all day. And like, I don't like, you know, I'm just throwing clothes around and taking photographs mm-hmm. and all that, but there's a way that you can do it. You can still be comfortable, but you can still style yourself yeah. in a way to make you feel good. Yeah. Don't pick the same pair of black leggings that you have in 10 other brands. Go get the floral ones. Go get right. the ones with a crazy color that you love on them. Go get something that excites you, even if it is like pajamas is a category I harp on to my clients all the time. I'm like, we are around arguably the most important people in our lives when we are wearing our pajamas at home around the people we love. Mm-hmm. Go get yourself some PJs you love. Mm-hmm. Sleeping becomes so much more enjoyable because you're like, look at how cute I am in my PJs. I'm going to walk around the house. Eat a cute little bowl of popcorn, like watch a movie. It just, it feels better. And it doesn't scrap the word practicality when it comes to clothing. Like for the love of God, unless you are the outdoor person that needs the great shoes to go hiking, go do that, but get them in pink, get them in purple. Like why are we waiting for all the practical decisions to happen. Like what, when has that ever propelled us forward to be like, yes, this practical rain jacket makes me really want to go outside and dance in the rain. Yeah. And enjoy the <laughs> like, no, why right. are we doing that? Why are we resorting to the practical category of everything in our life? And I like, think this just, goes back yeah, to our initial so conversation. Society, mm-hmm. social media has told us that this is the way that it has to be. But why? Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone questions it. No, 
No, they're like, yeah, you become an adult and you must wear gray and black and not care about yourself ever again. Right. 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 And if you do, then you're selfish and indulgent. <laughs> you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, no, great. No. I don't want to be those things. Right. I won't do that. And then I'll hate everything I wear. Right. 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 Exactly. No, and this comes up to like the next great point of what we talked about was sustainability, right? Mm. And so we've talked about like, I think, you know, just about being a stylist and like picking out stuff. We talked about new things, getting new things and what that kind of looks like, you know, but obviously everyone's budget is different, right? Mm -hmm. And I think for a long time, the word of having a stylist was something that was very bougie, (laughs) right? Luxury, fancy, where it's like maybe so a lot of people might think, well, I don't know, how would that even really help me or, or, or do I even need this kind of thing? But I think like we're talking about, like we said, it's like, there is a way on how to do these types of things sustainably. And that it isn't something that is just for, like you said, the elite, I'll put in like quotation marks or something. It can help everyone. Right. Yeah. Um, and you, like, like we talk about, I know you mentioned that you were a stylist like for a consignment store. So I think that that's really fascinating because I never have known, um, that stylist could be for a consignment store. So sustainably speaking, if I were, you know, like, okay, I run my own business here. I work from home. I want to get like brand new pajamas that are fancy or whatever, but I want to see like, how can I incorporate all that? Like, where do you, what are you telling your clients when it comes to like looking for new pieces? And cause you talk about the sustainability aspect of things, right? Um, I'm assuming it's not just go to the mall and drop thousands and thousands of dollars, right? It's just like about like, what would that process kind of look like for someone? So I really think it is dependent on the client and what their goals are. And also it depends on how people like to shop. Like there are people that don't love rooting through thrifting. They don't get the thrill that way, right? So they might need something a little bit more laid out for them. And I think the greatest wardrobes are the ones that really pull from a lot of different kinds of sources, a lot of different types of quality, a lot of, or not quality, but, um, like money points, mm. financial points. Mm-hmm. I can't, the word is price point, coming. price point, <laughs> price point. Oh my good Lord. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm saying. It's not, it's mixing all of those things together with the common denominator of you and your style. So I'll give you a great example. I, um, there are some days that I shop at Nordstrom for a brand new piece because I'm ready. Um, and whenever I shop at higher price points, I always consider cost per wear. I think that's where a lot mm-hmm. of people get stuck with, oh, that's quote unquote too expensive. I do the exact same thing. I'm like, oh, 50 bucks a wear <laughs> right, <laughs> or whatever. Right. You know? And you look mm-hmm. at the price tag and you get stuck on the price tag and you're like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. What if you had that piece for 10 years? Mm-hmm. What if you wore it 600 times? no matter what the starting price was, it's less than pennies at that point, right? So I think a lot of people have kind of that misconception about price points. It's really consider the quality and the cost per wear that you're going to get when you're making higher investment pieces, right? Um, And it also allows you, I always focus on quality over quantity with my clients. A closet jam-packed and stuffed full of options is only cluttering up your mental space. It makes it harder to make an outfit that you love because you're so overwhelmed that you resort back to the pieces that you pull time and time again. Yes. 
And there's, I love this statistic. We wear 85% of our clothes, 15% or 15% of our clothes, 85% of the time. Right. Mm -hmm. But what if we focused on fewer pieces, the right pieces, Mm -hmm. pieces from all kinds of different price points, thrifted, sourced by somebody else, secondhand, brand new, high end. Mm -hmm. You can have all of those things in your closet. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of understanding what your style is to build that cohesive and really unique wardrobe, but it doesn't have to be stuffed with hundreds of options. Um, but I, I just recently, yesterday I went, um, thrifting. I just did a bingo selfie challenge that was about dressing intentionally. And the prize for completing the bingo board was coming to a consignment shop with me to show you that not every shopping trip has to be like a successful shopping trip doesn't mean you found 50 new pieces. Mm-hmm. Right. It might mean that you found one piece that you're absolutely floored by that you can't wait to put together with 15 other things in your closet where you've created brand new outfits, like a bajillion brand new outfits with one new piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found I wasn't even looking for it. This is why I love thrifting so much. I'm going to two weddings this year. Mm-hmm. Wasn't even looking for a dress, but it's been on my shopping list. Yeah. And I found a brand new dress tag still on it. It's got fringe on it. It's giving thoroughly modern Millie, which the theater girl in me loves. And it was 30 bucks. And it's in great condition. It's great quality. It doesn't need to be expensive to be good style. I think a lot of people are like, well, celebrities automatically have good style because they have the money to afford it. Money affords you brand high brand labels, but it doesn't afford you style. Yeah. Style is all about how you're putting your clothing together and if you're reflecting who you are through your clothing. They're two totally different things, but society makes it one and it's not. Yeah. No, it's not. Well, it's funny because like they would say like, like with style, either you're born with it or you're not, but you can also have a third option. Just have somebody show you how to do it. (laughs) You can learn it. I hate that. It's like, no, no, I was we're all born with the tools to learn good style. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I would say. Like, I love that. Yeah. Anyone can learn it. Yeah. It's a matter of staying curious and staying open-minded enough to learn what works for you. Yeah. And yeah. to be objective yeah. about yourself, which is the hardest part. Yeah. What it's you were so saying before be reminded me of like the concept that's out there of a capsule wardrobe. And I feel like, again, social media shows capsule wardrobe as like the neutrals and the whites and the blacks and all of that. But a capsule Most wardrobe is actually things. more than that. Uh-huh. I've got a capsule wardrobe. I mean, it's not, I don't know what number defines a capsule wardrobe, but all of my stuff mixes and matches. I've got two pair of jeans. I think I have four other pair of pants and that's all I got with the pants. That's it. Mm -hmm. And it works across the board with all the tops I have. I have a fully rose gold sequin jacket. I wear it all the time. (laughs) <laughs> it is the most practicality wise, it is the least practical piece of clothing that I own. And I probably wear it more than any other piece in my closet. <laughs> I'm, I'm rolling up to Starbucks to go do like work. Talk about, mm-hmm. I don't see anybody. I don't have an office and I hate working from home, but that's where I do virtual work. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm like, go to Starbucks, Alex. They got free Wi-Fi. They got chai tea lattes. Hit it up. And I roll in there like I am dressed for the red carpet. Watch out. I'm about to do some amazing, inspiring work for my clients in my sequin jacket. And you you know what? I have encouraged 
so many amazing conversations from strain with strangers because mm-hmm. I wore that jacket. It gave them a reason to walk up to me and say, oh my God, that just, it made me smile. Mm-hmm. And then we start a conversation like that's, that's our nice. clothing has so much power and it we really don't, is. sometimes we don't let it, but like, yeah, capsule wardrobe, get, get rid of the traditional idea of what that means. The practical mix and match means everything must be solid and neutral. And it's mm-hmm. like a capsule wardrobe can be the most outrageous looking thing in the world. All that really needs to work together are the colors and the style. And mm-hmm. you're the common denominator. Mm-hmm. That's what makes a capsule wardrobe. It's a Agreed. minimum number of pieces that gets you a maximum output while still feeling feeling amazing. Exactly. And that's what it's supposed to be. But it somehow has turned yes. into this white, blacks, neutral thing. And that's not what it is at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So we know you offer some services. So why don't you tell our listeners what types of services coaching you offer so that maybe they'll be interested in hopping on board? I would freaking mm-hmm. love that. Um, <laughs> I do. The only service that I have to do in person is color analysis. I haven't oh jumped gosh. on the bandwagon of the TikTok filters that are happening. It's like, oh my God, you're a spring. I'm like, yeah, those things are filtered anyway. Don't listen to those, please. <laughs> um, or don't drive yourself nuts with the like deep dive rabbit hole of trying to diagnose yourself on the internet. It is a very simple process if you go to a person in person. Like mm-hmm. that's all I'll say about color analysis. But I do that service in person. Um, and tip- a typical client journey for me starts with color analysis. It looks like a closet clarity session with me. And that's really when we delve into what kinds of cuts, patterns, fabrics, um, outfit combinations work with your body architecture, which ones um, reflect your personality really well, and how does that all fit into your lifestyle? Like, we still have to get you dressed for real life as much as I want to be in a ball gown every day. I can't be. <laughs> um, but I go through people's closet to help them understand and to gauge myself, where are we? Because we can't drive to a new location without knowing what the starting point is, right? That's how we get the direction. Mm-hmm. So it's understanding what types of items need replacing, upgrading, what kind of options do we want to explore and add to your closet that you might not have currently or that you've always wanted to try, but you haven't given yourself permission to do so? Um, from there, I shop. I love shopping in person with people first, but I do op- offer a ton of virtual shopping options. Um, and I've recently added on what I call Style Anatomy, which is a standalone service. You can do it virtually or not. Um, again, obviously my preference is always in person, but I love working on, I love the flexibility of working online and that it's brought me to a ton of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but style anatomy really delves into the style analysis piece of it. What does your clothing say about you? What is your style archetype? What is your body architecture and what kind of cuts work for that? And I have a really cool deliverable where basically you get a style guide as to what works for you and why. And we we do a personalized shopping list. We take a deep dive on your lifestyle and what you have coming up the in the year. Um, we look at who your style icons are. We look at um, what style vocabulary works for you. Like what, what do you really want your clothing to say about you? And that's something that you can have on your phone. So as you're shopping and you need a l- little inspiration, like 
I give examples of what types of tops to look for, what kinds mm. of patterns and details to look for, what fabrics to look for, what do shoes look like for your style, just as a really good thorough jumping off point for people that want to take their style discovery kind of into their own hands and on their own journey, but still with my help and my guidance. Cause I've, I've seen a lot, I've seen a lot of different bodies, a lot of different personalities, <laughs> kind of being able to put that in one space for people has been really incredible, a really fun way to get to know people. That's yeah. Awesome. And I, I think it's fun too, is on your Instagram page, you post a lot of like what your clients are wearing and like how excited yeah. they are about mm-hmm. an outfit that they have just put on by following whatever guide it is that they've worked with you on. And it's like, it's so nice to see those smiling faces and you do a really good job on posting all that. And she posts mm-hmm. really funny reels of herself too, all the time. Oh the theatrics God. come out in those reels, 100%. Ooh, yeah. There's a lot of voices and characters living up in my head and I finally decided <laughs> to just let the world see them and if you're from Pittsburgh or if you're curious about what a Pittsburgh accent sounds like, you need to go over to my Instagram page because <laughs> Style Sue's got a whole segment for you. She does. <laughs> she does. And her and you know what? And Alex does a great job at just explaining certain things and talking about that. It's just yeah. you're very real with the process, which I think is important um, because it can be very intimidating. Like Jen said, hearing the term personal stylist is scary to people because our instant yeah. reaction like, is oh, only the celebrity. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's, it's so not because like every, every, I love when people tell me I don't have a style. And I'm like, Oh, honey, are you a person? And they're like, Yeah, I'm like, do you have a personality? And they're like, Yeah, I'm like, then you have a style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have Very a body true. and a personality. Yes, you might not know what your style is yet. But you have one. Mm-hmm. We all do. We all yeah. do. And it shows up. That's a, such a cool part of my job. It shows up in our in our interactions and in our behaviors, in our how, the way we decorate our home, the way we keep our car, the way we put laundry away. I mean, it, it shows up everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just knowing what to look for and how to translate that into the clothing that you're wearing. But I yeah, that. yeah, that's very true. I love it. Oh my gosh, no, this this is this is great. You know, it, it's um, it's funny, you know, because we we like we we take it back to like you know reselling in our audience and everything. Um. Oh, I, I will say three years ago now I posted on Instagram and I was remembering as we were talking about five life lessons Mm -hmm. that reselling, you know, kind of taught me. And it's funny within the five, I would say four are very relevant to the things that you're, you're kind of saying. And so I thought I would just go through those, you know, really quickly for for everybody. So um, we can start with the first one because the first one is not necessarily style related, but it was just about how reselling has taught me how to make money. You know, that there, I will always have a way like in the hustle, right. Of, of being able to figure out how to make money for myself, money for my family, no matter what life can throw at me, which is like the number one thing that I learned. And it's so empowering to know, like if tomorrow company has mass layoffs or whatever, it's like, it's okay. I'll be okay. You know? So that was like the number one lesson that I learned. But then the next one was that we all have too much stuff. I had too much stuff. Thrift stores have too much stuff. Selling platforms have too much stuff. Just kind of like what you're saying. And I even quote the, I said 80-20 rule, but same thing like what you're saying, you know, where it's like, and I actually have learned how to pare down a lot. I, my closet is the smallest it's ever been in my life. And I love it. I have it color coded too. Me too. I love (laughs) it. I have it color coded. 
<laughs> it feels so good when I'm in there. And what feels so great is when I have less stuff, I can see everything that I have and it's quick for me to reach for things. And I don't tend not to buy duplicates anymore. Yep. And you know, which is a really big thing. And I know what I like and I actually am um, able to have a constant rotating wardrobe now because I'm more sustainable in the way that I pick up things, you know, and I'm being more mindful about spending and knowing when I need to spend money on certain things, right? Kind of like what we talked about. Um, The next lesson that I learned was how to appreciate design and artistry. Yes. You know, I think that before I just never really understood the allure of like vintage pieces or a beautifully treated leather jacket or something or double stitched jeans, you know, all those kind of things. And even just seeing the way that patterns line up together from, you know, when yes. people are really thoughtful, right? Uh-huh. It, it really made me pay attention to all those details because those were the things that I was looking for. And it is stuff that I've incorporated now in my own wardrobe. I I had to remember this, this dress that I thought was absolutely beautiful. And it was a print that had like all these like forest animals on it. And I wore it one time and then I realized, I was like, wait a minute, all the forest animals heads were cut off because all the seams, you know, (laughs) they weren't all lined up right. And I wore it once and I like remember looking down and being like, I'm not going to wear this again. Like, it's such a stupid example, but like just things like Mm -hmm. that where I'm like, this is crazy, you know? You can tell when a garment is made with true care and then when it's made because it's it's on the assembly line of- you know, the same shirt a hundred times over. Yeah, exactly. Um, Lesson number four was how to spend wisely, just like we talked about. And I said, just because it's, it's expensive doesn't mean it's worth the money. Yeah. Right. So learning about fabric content, what are fabrics that look good on you too? That is the big thing. Cause like, I know there are certain fabrics where I'm like, I'm going to sweat like crazy in that. And I am not going to touch that at all. I don't care how beautiful the piece is, you know, it's like, it's all about like, just understanding, like we said, like, where are things made? How are they made? You know, just because like you said, it's premium, the stuff could be made out of crap, mm-hmm. you know? The most sustainable option is the one in your closet, you know, mm-hmm. like where the things you have and when you feel like you need to purge all the time, are you really being sustainable? Right? Like, mm-hmm. Get the pieces you love that are nice quality that might be at a bunch of different price points, but when you love them, you wear them until they die. You wear them the way they're meant to be worn as opposed to, well, that's not on trend anymore, so I probably shouldn't have it, so I'm going to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Like dressing intentionally and buying intentionally, that's where the true magic and the true sustainability in my mind comes in. It's like understanding your style is actually a really sustainable choice because you're making purchasing decisions that last in your closet so much longer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then the last lesson that I said that I learned was how to dress better, believe it or not. Oh yeah. (laughs) I know. It's all like comes to circle where I say, I looked at old photos. This is exactly what I said. I looked at old photos of myself and I can see pants that need tailoring jackets that were too small, colors that didn't work for my skin tone, hair color, my age, my shape. You know, now I've learned about shapes, cuts, colors, all things that work for me because I'm looking at it from such a grand scale. Now, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like when we're shopping, particularly for resales, as resellers, we're shopping for everybody. Mm -hmm. We're not just shopping for ourselves. So it's like, we do get a bigger idea of what is actually out there. And I'm sure like most of you, like I know I would do this. I would grab something where I'm like, oh, I would never get that for myself, but it's really cool. And I know somebody will like it. And then I take it home and I'm like, 
I want to try it on. <laughs> well, how you know? much knowledge does that give you as mm-hmm. a reseller too, to be like, this is my body architecture. This is my style. Here's why it did or didn't work. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like just understanding mm-hmm. your style and your body architecture in general helps you to dress other people because it's like maybe, you know, for me, I talked about like the sharp straight shoulders. Yeah. A puff sleeve is way too much for me because I've already got the natural volume going on there, but I know exactly who a puff shoulder works for. Mm-hmm. It's the person that needs a little bit more structure and volume in their shoulders because maybe their hips are wider than their shoulders are. Maybe they have a sloped shoulder that needs a little extra volume. So it looks more balanced with the rest of their body. You know, it just understanding what doesn't work from you just teaches you from a selling standpoint, what works for other people. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's huge. So those are my lessons. Believe it or not. I love love your lessons. (laughs) Those are so good. That is a good lesson. Oh my gosh. And I think it's a great way to, to, to just kind of round out what we talked about in this episode and style is so much more than what you see on magazines or what you're seeing when you go to anthropology's website or whatever it is you know it's (laughs) anthropology man that gets me every single time I'm not gonna lie but it's so much more than that it's so much more than Mm -hmm. that and you can create whatever wardrobe it is that you want to create for yourself and we have the luxury as resellers to understand how to find good pieces in a thrift store. Like we can spot them. Right. We can feel them. We know like, this is what we do for a job. Like you have yeah. way more power than you realize when it comes to shopping for yourself, mm-hmm. use those techniques yeah. that you have learned, just like Jen just explained and apply them to you. Why not create that wardrobe that you want for yourself? You don't always have to be in sweatpants or leggings. Like there are other things you can wear or wear the leggings and wear a really fun top with it. And like, Brighten up your day that right. there's so many great things that we can do yeah. and we have access to only so many of these wonderful pieces because we are thrifty. We understand where we can get the things at discounted price. And even if you want that luxury mm-hmm. item, guess what? We know the websites to go to to get that quality piece <laughs> at a great price point. Like that's how I've built my wardrobe of luxury items that I have I know where to go and I hunt for them and I find them and I pay nowhere near retail for them you know I'm okay with spending that $200 instead of paying $900 you know so we have those tools you know give yourself a little bit of grace to spend some money on yourself in a reasonable way to make Mm -hmm. you feel good yeah well and one last thing I'll say is I love when people are like, when we treat clothing like it's optional. Yeah. I'm like, last time I checked, most of us do not live in a nudist colony. It's not <laughs> right. like, we, like we, we're we going to put clothes on every day, right? Uh-huh, so yep. let's make the choices. Let's not treat it like it's not a necessity. Add it into your budget like it is a necessity because it is. It's like food. Like you're going to get dressed every day. You're going to use them. So why not love the pieces that you have to use anyway instead of feeling like "Mm." I always tell my clients to give their clothes a rating from one to ten. Anytime they're sitting there hemming and hawing over a piece, I'm like, Uh give it a number. And they're like five. I'm like, all right. Do you want to feel like a five anytime you put that on? That's how you're starting your day. Right. Who's eights, that. nines, yeah. and tens, babies? Like I'm not, I'm not playing around in the fours and fives, no, ma'am. Oh my gosh. Well, no, this this has been so much fun. I mean, we could honestly keep going and talking, but um, 
honestly, honestly, folks, go check out Alex, go check out her Instagram page, sign up for maybe some styling anatomy, you know, or anything from her. Like if you're feel like you're stuck in a rut or you're not sure, whatever, you know, Alex is an expert in what she can do. So uh, I'm definitely interested. I might be creeping into your DM DMs. Oh, I would love that. So <laughs> that would be really, really fun. Um, but thank you so much, Alex. We really appreciate you coming on today. Thank you, Cars. It's been such a blast. I really appreciate getting to chat with you and, you know, opening me up to the community that is Thrifters Villa. It's amazing. <laughs> well, we really appreciate be you being here. It's been a great conversation and I'm sure it's gotten some wheels turning and some heads that are listening and they're probably creeping on your page right now. So we're going to... we're gonna close out guys thank you so much for listening to this week's episode next week jen and i will be back we're actually gonna do another deep dive we're just into the deep dive mode we are going to be talking about mark jacobs an american designer um excited to do that we we had mentioned we want to focus on some american designers this season and you guys also gave us really great ideas in um on our poll that we did last week or two weeks ago whenever that was of some brands mm-hmm. that you guys would like us to deep dive on so that is on our list we're going to start tackling those over the next few months uh but yeah that's it guys we will chat soon bye